Bum, 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 bum. It's cold outside, there's no kind of atmosphere, I'm all alone, more or less. Let me fly far away from here. Fun, 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 in the sun, sun, sun. I want to lie, shipped wrecked and comatose, drinking fresh mango juice. Goldfish shows nibbling at my toes. Fun, 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 fun in the sun, 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 fun, 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 Hello, Smegheads. My name is Jed Shepherd, and I'm Daniela Phillips. Thanks very much for joining us once again for Smegheads, the Red Dwarf podcast. Um, how are you today, Daniela? I am good. You seem good. You yeah. seem chipper. <laughs> Got a big grin on your face. Um, so pre- previously on Smegheads, the Red Dwarf podcast, yeah. I was supposed to be going in to have an operation on my mouth. <laughs> yeah, we're going um, straight in. Yeah, coming in. Hot. <laughs> Go straight into my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but I got tonsillitis instead. Wow, yeah. you're sitting opposite me. Um, it's okay. I've been on penicillin for a week okay, now, good. Um, and I am getting back to normal. So I'm full of okay. the beans of life. <laughs> and um, when are you going to have this operation? Um, Just for the for the listeners. Been... <laughs> I know you're all really concerned. Uh, <laughs> Any time between now and two months' time. So I'm just waiting for the phone call. Okay. Well, I'm excited, even though Thanks. no one else <laughs> maybe. And I've got my massive bottle of Lucas yeah. A. So this is going to be a really hyper. I am episode. mega excited. <laughs> um, we are talking uh, today about uh, Rimmer World, which is episode five of series six of red dwarf now as you probably know series six is the series that's considered one of the best mm-hmm. um but then now we're going through episode by episode i'm yeah. starting to question the <laughs> the truth in that yeah um i've not loved all of them i've it's, I haven't it's had weird. strong opinions. But it's weird because I've I've always thought in my mind, I can't wait till we get to series six. Series six is the best. It's just killer after killer, no filler. Then you get to Rimmerworld and just like, oh God. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, It was a bit lazy, I think. Oh yeah, they, they've used the standard Red Dwarf trope of, yeah. let's just have loads of one of the characters. <laughs> let's just do loads of them. <laughs> Um, which they do in the in the new series twelve, which uh, we are coming on to after we finish this series. Um, I know you're excited to hear really about excited. the new series a few weeks after everybody else, but <laughs> <laughs> get that spaceworm content. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, this isn't. The, uh, let's before we get into that, um, let's talk. Uh, let's do some admin. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we are straight after series six. We are going straight on to series twelve. Um, so there, there won't be any gap um at all um and daniela what yes. just 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 so people know what to expect because series 12 is on now yes roughly approximately what do you think of it so far i absolutely love it that's good i really like it too i so what i've seen so far i prefer it to series 11 same i'm so excited for this series yeah um and um yeah and i'm excited to talk about it with you as well i'm excited to talk about it with you Jeff. <laughs> <Thanks. laughs> um and yeah so since the last episode um i think we announced it in the last episode that i'm at comic-con so this week when this goes out on the wednesday on the friday saturday and sunday i'm at comic-con um in london's excel uh doing some podcast stuff and presenting moderating panels with like horror people and music people 
Um, I'll be at John Lewis's with my mum and dad. Yeah, but that that could be equally as gruesome, <laughs> yes, yeah. um, depending on what kind of um, uh, tea you have. Exactly, at John Lewis. Uh, but yeah, if you if you guys are at uh, Comic Con London uh, this weekend, then please ignore that plane that's going past. It's about to hit us, and come <laughs> yeah. say hi. Um, I'm, I'll be on one of the stages um, at least once a day, doing stuff and probably moderating other panels too. Uh, so please come say hi. Say you you're a smokehead, and I'll know what you mean, of course. Um, <laughs> And maybe I'll have a f- something free to give to you. And ask him about me. Yeah, if you want he to... Loves, uh, he loves answering questions about sure, me. Sure, yeah. If you want to ask about how um, Daniela's mouth is, <laughs> I'll, I'll get her to send you a picture. <laughs> of my mouth. Yeah. Um, or if you have any mouth stories of your own, please, please let us know. <laughs> um, that's what I'm... Oh, yeah, by the way, on Halloween uh, next week, um, my film Salt is out, uh, starring Alice Lowe from Prevenge and Bo Gadsden from Star Wars Rogue One. So you'll be able to see that. If you're in America, you'll be able to see it on Fox... Um, on halloween if you're in the uk just just find a stream somewhere or youtube will it be on youtube i think we've sold it to shudder or hulu or hbo oh hulu's good i've got hulu yeah we've a bunch of places or or just ask me i'll send you a link um (laughs) but yeah it's going to be exciting so i'm looking forward for you guys to see that let me know what you think once you see it um and we can talk about it and you never know maybe it'll be developed into a feature film if people like the short enough um okay on to the good stuff on to well, i say good stuff this is Rimmerworld, so it's not quite the good stuff um like i said at the top when red dwarf um does an episode like this it, it, it feels like a little bit of a letdown it feels like like you said danielle it feels a little bit lazy it feels like almost like they've run out of ideas yeah. because i mean haven't we had we've had similar episodes to this um this is a little bit meltdown this is a little bit ah. Uh, it's, it's just been done a bunch of times before and in the new series they do it again with all the Crichtons. um it, it's it doesn't it doesn't light my world on fire no i agree with that and i didn't like the fact that there was there was such big sort of time jumps happening in the episode as <laughs> like well 600 years yeah <laughs> i was like what <laughs> that's well, crazy well that's kind of the only way they can kind of exp- i guess it's sci-fi so they could have explained it away anyway well anyway let's get into the episode um so we find out from from the start that uh rimmer is basically suffering from a hologrammatic version of stress his uh tea count is down and i thought the t i thought tea count was to do with like hiv and aids and all that uh t-cells yeah and it's like an allusion to that maybe um but yeah, it's the hologrammatic uh, version of like high blood pressure or something, um, and they say he's he's possibly uh, could die if he if he carries on like worrying, if he carries on being being stressed, and um, I mean they've only really introduced the concept of holograms feeling these kind of emotions and it affecting them just in this episode as you never you never hear about it before. I find it hard to, to kind of fathom that a hologram can actually get worried i mean i know we never find out the exact details of how a hologram is made etc but what have they got to worry about i mean i guess he's yeah he's hard he's hard light hologram now so he can't be hurt which we see later on as well he can't actually be hurt so he shouldn't really stress about anything but maybe the fact he's arnold j rimmer um does stress you out um a little bit um so what Crichton's um, only option is to give uh, Rimmer some Chinese worry balls. 
Which, do you remember them? Yes, I do. And I <laughs> thought I remembered this joke as soon as I saw those Chinese warrior balls, <laughs> pay, the payoff later on. And I yeah. think actually this is probably the strongest bit of the episode. I did quite like that. <laughs> yeah. I did quite yeah. like that. Um, it's a solid joke. So, because I, I seem to remember in the 90s when suddenly everyone had Chinese warrior balls. Yeah. I don't think I ever house. had them. Did you not? No. I think I did. Because they were the kind of thing that just popped up on market stalls just all of a sudden. Like everyone thought they were really like mystical. Um, and yeah, but do they work? They've got uh, bells well, in them. But as you well, have don't stress, they? it's stress balls now, don't they? The squidgy things that you. Uh, I think yeah, it's just doing something spinners. with your hands to sort of yeah. stop yourself from fidgeting. So or something. Kind of, I don't know. It's like a proto fidget spinner, then, really, these, these Chinese worry balls. But I never, I, I never found. I never found that they worked. I mean, I've never been stressed, really. So no, I can't imagine you stressed. <laughs> yeah, so Chinese wearables are just like like expensive ornaments, really. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's um, Crichton's way of getting Rimmer to hopefully de-stress. How do you de-stress, Daniela? I take a bath, watch <laughs> some Netflix, uh, go yeah. for a run. Running's really good for de-stressing. Yeah. Or go for a walk, listen to some music. Lots of different ways. Okay. Um, I mean, for me, if I was going running and running, and that would sh- that would make me stress because I'd just be like tired, and I'd, I don't know if that would work. But for me. it's quite good; it's therapeutic to sort of pound the pavement and get some fresh air. Look at you with all the jargon. Yeah, it's, it's oh like yeah, an runner. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag runner. Um, yeah, so that so that's kind of uh, um, Rimmer's. Um, get out of, of of a stressful situation um but meanwhile we have a problem with starbug and this i like it when red dwarf episodes kind of run on from each other so um they are seriously low on supplies like they were in the previous couple of episodes um so um the fuel tank was apparently hit by the uh, kinetawawi when they were escaping from the kinetawawi moon which we discussed um in emo hawk last week so it's great when when you kind of it's not just episode not, after not episode. Just standalone. Yeah. yeah, there's a little bit of continuity. Yeah, it feels like there's a story, and and and, and you can get invested in the lives of these characters because there are consequences. Um, so when they find out that Rimmer nearly has um, um, a panic attack, um, and he's 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 a stressed guy for hologram. Um, so what they need to do in order to um, get this so- situation sorted um, is find fuel, and luckily. Uh, this simulant ship that knocked them down onto the Kinitawawe moon it is in front of them. And um, it is wrecked because they, they shot it last time. And I think I think it's one of the first times where we find out the the kind of the passing of time in a Red Dwarf episode because Rimmer um sorry Lister says that it's been two weeks yeah since it last happened but it is quite weird that it's it's been two weeks of them flying through space yet they're back again at the wrecked simulant ship yeah maybe they've just been going around in circles yeah but you think Cat's nose maybe Cat's nose isn't quite the navigator um that we were led or to may- believe or maybe it drifted uh a bit and then crashed and now they've caught up with it i don't know i yeah i mean they, they could be double back on, back on themselves to get supplies maybe mm. we don't really we're never really told um but they're on the simulant ship trying to find fuel um and uh, lister tells the rest of the crew that we um the bazooka bazookoids that they carry are really just there for show because if they make the slightest kind of noise or uh reverberation 
Is that a word? That is a word. Um, it then, is now. Then the, then the ship will explode. Um, so it's really just there to kind of as a psychological protection, um, which is which isn't great. And obviously, Rimmer is the kind of thing that would get Rimmer even more stressed. Um, and what they find there um, on this ship is a simulant who hasn't quite died yet. Yeah. And that's a simulant from uh, the from the government of the apocalypse. Um, and actually, when I said before that it was the simulant ship that knocked down them down to the Kintawari moon, that was a lie. It was a simulant ship that knocked them down, um, that put the virus onto their ship for the government of the apocalypse. Oh. Um, yeah. So, um, and that's simulant. If I don't remember, Danielle, she had pretty, pretty interesting <laughs> facial features where she had double eyebrows. I, I didn't clock that. No, no. I don't. So in the future. But I'm, I've got a bit of a double eyebrow thing going on at my... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Need some good. maintenance. <laughs> well, in the future, well, you're you're maybe a, a few yeah, uh, centuries ahead. ahead. Exactly. Um, so we see her again, and she's played by a lady called Liz Hickling. I think it's about that time of the episode where oh. we deep dive <laughs> into the history of a real side character of Red Dwarf. Yes, right. My favourite part of the episode. Let's go to IMDb. So Liz Hicklin, otherwise Talk known, otherwise known as Elizabeth Hicklin, because she's a serious actress. Okay, okay. You have to name three things Elizabeth Hicklin. You know what I'm going to say? I say the same TV shows every okay, week. Okay, I'm going to give you some clue. Okay, clues. So some of these shows we've mentioned before, but her range is from 1987 to 1996. Okay, these are all pretty big series. Um, okay, I'm gonna go straight in yeah. with the bill. No, she's never oh. been on the bill. One, two, got two more. EastEnders. No. Oh, one more. Yeah, one more. Brookside. No, you always mention Brookside. <laughs> it's never gonna be Brookside. I don't know. I always one day. One day it is going to be Brookside. Okay. So what you got here is a lady. She's a Pretty good looking lady. So I think she's French originally because she was in some French shows. <laughs> she's good looking, so she must be French. Well, you know. Um, so she was in Press Gang. Oh, I nearly went for that. Exactly. That was going to be Press my Gang fourth before. choice. She was in Press Gang. Um, she was in Peak Practice. Oh, another, another one of my mum's favourites. Yeah. Uh, and then she was, the last thing she was in is Bugs. Oh, yeah, with Jesse Birdsell. Yeah, yeah. Bugs was great. Bugs was great. Um, so she's, she's, she's done, I mean, she's in some other things as well, but they're kind of the main things. Okay. Um, yeah, she kind of fell off the face of the earth in 1996. She still I hope she's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just, she Send could, good vibes. Yeah. Maybe they really did kill her in Red Dwarf. Um, so, uh, yeah, so she's the simulant that's left alive on the ship. Um, and while she's confronting the crew, uh, Rimmer's behind her and, and they're kind of like trying to motion to Rimmer <laughs> to kind of do something, this. to hit her or something. Oh my goodness. This scene's brilliant. This scene is, for yeah, me, it's pretty the good. best in, in this and episode. It's, Rimmer is such a dick in this <laughs> scene. <laughs> I just cannot believe know, it. But I mean, I know, I know Rimmer's your favourite character and I do love Rimmer. In this situation, though, okay, so you, what you're faced yeah. with is helping your friends, yeah. which means you you're indestructible, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could get blown into yeah. space, which is which is horrible, but your choice is to save your friends, yeah, or there's the escape pod behind you. Yeah, I'd save my friends. You you would, yeah. So you can't, you truly can't be Rimmer then. No, you're better than Rimmer. No, I am better than Rimmer. I'm glad we've established that. Okay, <laughs> How many are... episodes has it taken us? Thirty five. Actually, no, it's more. This is the thirty fifth episode, oh. but we've done the new series. Oh. 
Oh, wow. I have nothing like her, Emma. Although I did take the test recently, put on Twitter, which Red Dwarf character you most like, and I did get Rimmer. You were Rimmer, yeah. (laughs) That's fair enough, really. Um, So, um, him, Rimmer being a smeghead, he, of course, chooses the escape pod. Um, And by using the escape pod, it, it makes the ship blow up essentially it triggers the destruction of the ship the simulant ship um so but luckily they've been using the transporter to transport stuff off the ship onto red dwarf which is handy yeah um so they managed to use it just in time and they escape back to starbug um just before that the ship explodes um and, and i like this turn of events why? because Uh, Well, for one, they're safe. And two, I think it's good because it shows that Rimmer was selfish and he thought he was saving himself, but ultimately it's going to backfire on him. Well, yeah. Well, technically he was trying to save himself, so being selfish, but that ended up saving them, didn't it really? Because without him, without, yeah, because they could, they would have probably died from the simulant shooting them. No, but all he needed to do was create a diversion. Yeah, but you never know. At least this way, you know for certain. Yeah, but that wasn't what going through his mind. No, like, no, no. It was so just a happy selfish. coincidence. Exactly. So what um, the the kind of uh, the escape pod on the ship is designed to do is find the nearest breathable atmosphere, habitable planet. Um, unfortunately for Rimmer, the nearest one is through a wormhole um, to a, a planet which, which takes a few hours to get there. Unfortunately for him, through this wormhole, time isn't exactly the same as it is outside the wormhole. So time moves 600 times faster, um, at least 600 times faster for Rimmer than it does for the crew of Red Dwarf. Now this happened in Interstellar, didn't it? It was a similar kind of vibe in Interstellar where, um, um, I think Matthew Is it when he went behind the bookcase? Well, yeah, that kind of <laughs> happened. But yeah, he went to try and... Try and get Anne Hathaway and she was old or something I can't remember all the other way around I can't remember what happened in that film I just like the music I don't remember <laughs> yeah. I remember there's a lot of dust there you go Christopher Nolan that's uh, <laughs> your, the review of uh, Interstellar by Snakehead so yeah so Rimmer has to basically he's by himself on this planet that's habitable um, he doesn't know how long he's going to be there so um lucky for him it was one of those planets that were going to get terraformed um into something and he has again lucky for him an eco accelerator rocket which terraforms the planet um into a more habitable place with plants and and stuff within a very short space of time um he he's happy with this and he calls the place Rimmerworld and he also finds a way to um use his own dna to make other people to talk to which is never going to go particularly well is it no it's not no but then you also have to think hang on like he's a hologram how how far can they stretch this hologram uh so first of all they're saying that holograms have feelings um and they can feel anxiety and stress that physically affect them and now they're saying um that rimmer's dna has survived um three million years plus plus um in order to to generate these clones that he uses to populate the planet i mean again this is red dwarf so we shouldn't like kind of like delve too deep into the <laughs> yeah. science science of this it, i mean it is i quite interesting. do not know science at all so i'm not even try <laughs> well that that surprises me um but yeah i mean if you had the option to clone yourself would you do it no just for company 100 percent no 
So you're by yourself on a planet. Yeah. You drop into a planet. May- I'm fine. I'm an only child. I'm happy in my own company. Yeah, but you want to speak to someone. No. Okay. What well, if you're down there and there's a chessboard? Who are you going to play? I don't play chess. What do you play? Solitaire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tennis? You play tennis? Or no. Someone to go running with? You run on your own. <laughs> so it's always nice to have a running buddy. Yeah, exactly. So you might clone yourself um, for that purpose or just, I mean, I think, I think I'll try and, and, and hold out as long as possible. But at some point I'd be like, oh, screw it. I need someone else to talk to. Um, but maybe I'd like squiggle a DNA around a bit just so it's a bit different. I have no idea how it works. Um, and yeah, so he, we see the kind of the first steps towards um rimmer creating these clones then we get starbug landing on on rimmer world um and the first thing we see is uh the gang getting uh ambushed by rimmer clones who were kind of like roman soldiers and and like centurions yeah and i, I quite like that because it reminds me it reminds me of uh the kind of end of evil dead 2 um and obviously they don't know what's going on and they're being called travesties and um to them it must just which is unusual because having lived on rimmer world for however many years presumably they've never seen anyone that doesn't look like rimmer so how how would they have had that automatic reaction to seeing something different because i think they explain that when um, a clone is made and has even a slight difference from from the great one from the template, then they are banished or killed or whatever. Um, so obviously, th- these guys are very much uh, so far removed from the template. So they do have some kind of gauge as to if someone's not perfectly like Rimmer um, or a female version of Rimmer, which we'll come on to in a they second. Automatically reject. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but you never know. This has been six hundred years. Maybe other people have visited that planet in that time. Yeah, possibly. Um, who knows? Um, so, so they're brought. Uh, they're they're brought to um, what they think is the great one, and obviously, I think the great one's Rimmer because that's what we're led to believe. The creator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there he's sitting on a throne, um, wearing red and gold with the H on his head. So obviously, it is Rimmer. So, so we think. But then we quite quickly realize that this isn't the rimmer that we know something's happened um and they asked to be taken to the true rimmer um and because obviously something's happened to the true rimmer um like it does in every episode rimmer just cannot catch a break even on a planet that he created it's kind of rebelled against him well it's his own fault really i don't really have any sympathy for him for just being a a little sneaky slimy yeah yeah yeah. um so but those female rimmers Oh God, it's just creepy. That is the creepiest thing I have seen on Red Dwarf so far. <laughs> because I don't, I don't get it. Can you make a female version out of your DNA? I, I don't think they're female versions. I think that they, they are Rimmer, but just with makeup and no, costumes the, on. No, the face, the face is Rimmer, but the bodies they had, they had women's bodies because they had breasts and. Stuff. <laughs> I didn't notice the breasts. Yeah. I just assumed they were just wearing like. Yeah, costume. those those two kind of women that. Um, <laughs> maybe t- had a push-up bra. They they had tw- they were they played by twins, I believe. Um, so yeah, they are twins. Uh, female That's twins. even more creepy. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just just a, an absolutely disgusting world. I remember like laughing my head off when I first saw this, just because Rima had lipstick on. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> um, 
Not that there's anything wrong with a guy wearing lipstick. Some people can. There's something it wrong with Chris Barry wearing lipstick. Something is desperately long, wrong with Chris Barry wearing lipstick. Uh, Chris Barry is also, I believe, at Comic Con like he always is. So um, if you're not coming for me, then come for Chris Barry. That's something to stick on the poster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so they're taking to uh, their jail cells because they're travesties. Um, and lo and behold, the original Rimmer is there, <gasps> rotting away for the last 500 odd, odd years. Um, and there is the Chinese worry the balls. The mini Chinese balls. Oh, no, they're ball bearings now. <laughs> and he's been using it this whole time. Um, and it's funny, just just a kind of realisation that even on the world that he created, he's a, an absolute loser. Um, but they couldn't kill him because he's a hard, a hard light hologram, which seems to last forever. I thought mm. there was a kind of a limit to that. Um and uh yeah so and he explains even the smallest physical flaw um you're punished by death um so um they basically need to escape from this planet luckily without (laughs) without going to anything too complex they have that matter paddle that can just take them anywhere um and they uh, escape with that back to red dwarf um but there's a problem because the there's an issue with the teleporter um, and it takes them to Starbug in the future. Yes. Do you remember that bit? Yes, I do um, remember this which bit. Which kind of foretells the next episode. Yes, which really annoyed me because okay. there's some inconsistency here okay, between well, this and the next episode. I don't right. know if we want to talk and, about it now yeah, 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 or yeah. the next episode. We'll talk about it a bit now. So, so what happens? Um, I mean... We, we, I hate going through an episode step by step sometimes because like you've all seen Red Dwarf if you listen to this you've seen Red Dwarf you know what happens but maybe you've forgotten and you, and you kind of want our points like of me. view on it yeah <laughs> so they, they go to um, a future version of Red Dwarf where they see the crew looking a bit older um, but they <laughs> but for some <laughs> for some reason Lister isn't there um, and they found they find out that something hideous is going to happen to Lister um and uh yeah they basically go back to the present before they can find out exactly what which i was absolutely fine with didn't yeah. have a problem with okay. but then in the next episode mm-hmm. there's this whole thing with Crichton saying you can't you can't meet your future self or your past self something terrible is going to happen but you have to go in the number of times exactly how many times have they done exactly. that exactly and they've done that in Space. a previous episode like and in stasis league yes yes um, and in future so Echoes. why has this suddenly changed uh well, there's a lot of inconsistencies. For instance, in Future Echoes, you see like a, a granddad version of Lister, remember? An old, old yeah. version. I get how maybe like series to series, you can kind of like, oh, let's just overlook that. But this is like consecutive episodes. Yeah. That's <laughs> how like one finishes and the next one starts. Yeah, I guess so. It's it's kind of it's kind of something that Red Dwarf fans just have to, have to accept. There are going to be inconsistencies in Red Dwarf. You just kind of have to accept it. Um <laughs> Because otherwise, you're just going to get angry at a show that you, you've loved for years. Um, I mean, this isn't my favourite episode of Red Dwarf by a long, long, long shot. Yeah. But I do like some of the ideas. It introduces that teleportation device, which is kind of cool. Um, it carries on from Gunman of the Apocalypse. Um, so, and actually, this episode was filmed before Gunman of the Apocalypse, so it's okay. kind of weird. Um, so it's good to see some, con- some consistency with the um, uh, simulant being there and also with the... Um, them getting injured well the ship being injured in the Kinitawaway escape plan as well um but this is also the i think it's the last time or one of the last times we see rimmer in soft light um um yeah briefly because he's mostly hard life from series six onwards 
Um, and yeah, I mean that's that's the episode, really, Daniela. Yeah. Yeah. How how where do you think this kind of like fits in Red Dwarf series six? I think it'd be towards the bottom. It wouldn't be yeah. at the bottom, but no? I think it'd be towards the bottom. I mean, not to give any spoilers for next week, but for me, this episode is the weakest of a lot. Okay. It's not bad for sure. It's it's okay. not bad. Yeah. Um, but it's you know it's like Rimworld. It's it feels a bit lazy, like yeah. lazy writing. Uh, only compared to the rest of series six. If this was placed into any other season, it'd probably be one of the highlights. But series six for me is meant to be the strongest one. Five, six, three. But you ju- you said earlier that you didn't think it was true anymore that six is the strongest. <sighs> possibly maybe <laughs> maybe we've been spoilt too much by like the golden age of tv um to look back at so much Red press Wolf gang. from 1990 oh press gang was amazing um and yeah so that's it guys um if you like the episode if you hate the episode yourself let us know what you think on twitter about rimmer world um, at jed shepherd j-e-t-s-h-e-p-h-e-r-d at danielle of one l phillips that's right you can find us on all other social networks i'm not on facebook though you're on facebook i am yeah. that, i don't really use it do you not no. do you just post about me on there <laughs> yeah yeah good um and yeah like i said watch out for salt on halloween um watch out for me if you're in a car yeah we just what, what you <laughs> that's creepy what you've been what are you just now hit, hit me i don't know i i spoke to my friend debbie today and we're going out on halloween but Ooh. i don't know when to dress up as i'm going to see ghost watch oh yeah so <laughs> sorry i didn't ask you <laughs> me and danielle watched ghost watch one halloween was it Hall- halloween or I don't christmas think it was or something halloween. i don't yeah. know why it was, but yeah. we went to see um if you've never seen ghost watch go go watch go ghost watch um but that's what i'm doing on halloween in east london awesome it's going to be cool and then watch my film stream from fox when some illegal stream because <laughs> well, they can't watch fox um and yeah and come see me at comic-con this weekend um, or come see me and john lewis <laughs> or go to john lewis and uh, daniela will uh, help you out <laughs> You can help them out. You don't work there. Personal shopper. Once, once I was wearing a green shirt and I was in um, Asda and people kept on asking me questions about where things were. And I was like, I'm never going to wear this shirt ever again. <laughs> green is not my colour. Anyway, thanks for listening to Smokeheads of Red Dwarf Podcast. Uh, we will see you next week for the final episode of Series 6. Um, until then, see you later, Smokeheads. Bye from my mouth. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>